It is Thursday, September 7th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. And now, a guy who wants to start a movement to put a hyphen in the word Kit Kat, J.P. Shatrick. And welcome in. It is Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman is coming up from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center. It is week one. We're on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube as well. And coming up on the show, week one, Jaguars Colts Sunday, 1 o'clock, Lucas Oil Stadium to kick off the 2023 season. The Jags offense ready to roll. Trevor Lawrence speaking earlier this week. We'll hear from the quarterback coming up. Calvin Ridley just moments ago wrapped up his uh, locker room press conference. You'll hear that coming up on Jaguars.com a little bit later. Defending Anthony Richardson, a topic And what will the Colts look like on offense without Jonathan Taylor? And then at 5 o'clock, it's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Head coach Doug Peterson in studio with us coming up at 5 o'clock today. Let's hear from Jaguars offensive coordinator Press Taylor. It was coordinator day at the podium, and Press Taylor fired up to finally put on a show on Sunday. Yeah, we're certainly excited to, you know, all the things we've worked on since we got together in April of trying to put that, um, you know, into action and see how that applies to all our guys, see all our guys play together. Um, you know, it's, from our standpoint, it's just fun as coaches to get to watch our guys go out and compete, stakes on the line, all that type of stuff. So we're certainly excited. On the other side of the ball, the challenge, defending rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson out of the University of Florida, dual threat. How do you do it, Mike Caldwell? That's the thing about him. He's a great athlete, and he's developing into a quarterback. You see him make great throws at times, but the wild card is you never know where he's going to be. He can scramble at any time. They can use him in many different ways. So the unknown's there. We've gone back and tried to study as much as we can as far as what they like to do with young quarterbacks and what Florida uh, used, how Florida used him. But at the end of the day, we're going to go out there and do what we've been, you know, programmed to do. Go out there and play hard-nosed defense. It's Mike Caldwell, defensive coordinator, and the full press conferences from both. He Farwell, also the special teams coordinator, available on Jaguars.com. Jags fans want customized Jaguars furniture for your home. Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair furniture for fans. It's time to welcome in Jaguars analyst Jeff Lagerman on this Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Afternoon, JP. It's week one. It is. At long last... The long wait is over, nearly. Fantastic. Here it, it comes. I mean, Real football here. tonight. Yeah, it's here. We got the Kansas City Chiefs against the Detroit Lions tonight. Got uh, kickoff night, kickoff weekend coming up. Uh, division opponent against the, against the Colts. And you get the Colts twice in the first six weeks of the season, which is, I think, even better because you got a, a rookie quarterback starting. I mean, if you're going to face a team that has a rookie quarterback getting his first start ever, I mean, why not get him in the first six weeks? I mean, that, that's set up perfectly. Get him twice in the first yeah. six weeks. Yeah, yeah before and... he figures anything out. <laughs> right, exactly. That's fantastic. But, I mean, that, but that's the uh, the unknown part about this game that it probably makes you a little bit nervous. And how, that, ner- are you, how nervous are you? Well, I think you're always nervous because the, the first week is always, you know, you, you thought you did know, but you really did know. 
kind of week one kind of does, things like that, you know? And that you thought teams were not that good, and then all of a sudden they were good. But the reality is is that the Colts have a young quarterback, a rookie at the helm, and then they've got a young back end and secondary. And this football team that the Jaguars have, they're good against the run, okay? Anthony Richardson's probably going to be more of a running quarterback. He's not very polished in the passing game. That's not where uh, where he's going to be very good at. That's probably a Jaguars defensive weakness if there is one. The Jaguars' offensive strength, they got a multitude of weapons. The weakness of the Colts' defense is the back end and the secondary. They're very young. So as far as matchups go, I mean, this is a really good matchup in my mind for this Jaguars football team. But again, it's week one. <laughs> And crazy things can happen. Unscouted looks, some weird plays you might not see coming, yeah. some guys breaking out. It's like, wait, who is okay, this Okay, that's why they pay the coaches all the big money. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, that's why they pay them to figure out exactly what the Colts are going to do on offense. I mean, defensively, you know what they're going to do. Gus Bradley's not – he doesn't have any secrets. Mm-mm. His defense is about as vanilla as it is. He just – teaches players to play fast, and he coaches them to understand what the offense is trying to accomplish. But the Colts' offense is a little bit of a projection. Yeah, I mean, they don't have – But it's the, not. The running back's not there, Jonathan Taylor, so – Yeah, but that's okay. That doesn't change the system. Right, but it changes the production of changes, the running game. changes the player, absolutely. <laughs> think um, – the system, you don't really know what it is. I, I think they do. I think they got a pretty good idea. Well, what do you think it's going well, to Well, I mean, first of all, and, and if you had a chance to watch uh, Steichen, is it, did I say that right? You did. Okay, Steichen, Congratulations. The, the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, he talked at length about this. And then also you just kind of read between the lines of what some of the things that the Jaguars coaches are talking about. But Steichen talked about, hey, look, when you have a young quarterback, you go back and you watch the college film to gain a really good understanding of what he liked and what he what he excelled at. And then you try to – and Jim Bob Cooter talked about this as well. And that you try to incorporate some of those things into your system, even though you may not have had it in your system, just because you want the young quarterback to feel comfortable. And then I'm sure that they took a look at what uh, – they were able to do with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, particularly against the Jaguars last year, mm-hmm. which was very successful. And it kept the Jaguars' defense off balance. So I'm sure they've got a little bit of that in their playbook. You know, but, but no one playbook is ever exactly the same as, as another team or, uh, or a college team. So it's a blend of some of those things. And, uh, and so I think the Jaguars are prepared for that. And the most important thing that the Jaguars, though, need to do is they need to tackle well in this game if they tackle well stop the rushing attack for the most part of the Colts then I don't see how they lose this game if they protect the football as well hold on to the football tackle them when they get out there and hey that was a a problem a lot of last season they've said it Mike Caldwell said it earlier this offseason we the number one thing we needed to work on was tackling. They had so many missed tackles. Well, and that's, it's, it's hard to work on tackling anymore, right, in the National Football League because you're, you're limited on what you can and can't do from a practice standpoint. Yeah. You, know, you can't be in full pads practicing tackling, so you have to be creative as a coaching staff to find different ways to teach the philosophy and, and the fundamentals of it. Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, glad you're with us. 
This Jaguars offense will be unleashed finally for the first time in uh, its full bore. It's going to be fun. I cannot wait to see what Doug Peterson and Press Taylor and Mike McCoy and all the offensive coaches have up their sleeve. And I'm curious what Doug Peterson is going to say in the in the five o'clock hour of the Doug Peterson show. We'll ask him. But you know, there's so many options on offense. All these weapons: Ridley, Kirk. Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, running backs. You know, how do you narrow it down for just a game plan and stick with that? There's so many things you want to get out there, well, but I, I it's a long you, season. I too. think you got to be true to the system. I mean, but but when I say that, uh, some people might get the impression that okay, the system doesn't take into account the talent that you have. It does. Okay, but when you have a system in place, the system itself is designed for the ta- talents of Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram and Bretton Strange, Tank Bigsby, ETN. All those guys are part of the design. But once the ball is snapped, where that ball ends up sometimes is up to the man that's got the keys to the car, and that's Trevor Lawrence. And so I think the big challenge with this football team this year is going to be making sure that they stay unselfish. And that they're willing to do what? Because, I mean, JP, that was like the calling card of the offense last year. If Zay had a big game, Christian was happy for Zay. If Evan had a big game, everybody was happy for Evan. ETN, if ETN was able to dominate on the ground, Trevor was happy for him. If you can stay that way and just make the the offense function at a high level, and I'm saying the offense function at a high level, without trying to force feed it to certain guys, I think this offense will be unstoppable. And Calvin Ridley, just moments ago, as we said, wrapped up. They had open locker room just about 20 minutes ago, uh, if that. And he's echoed the same thing. They asked him, hey, what, you know, what do you want to get done this year? He's like, I just want to win. Win. Like, just win, man. Like, that that's what he brought up. And uh, he, he's continued. He's been that way throughout training camp. And he's been that way now in the preseason. And now in week one, he's saying the same thing. So that's yeah. a good sign. Yeah, the uh, there was a play that I did on on social media this week, and if you remember the the game against the Miami Dolphins, were you promoting your own video? I yes, like this. I, uh, I love that. And it it's was good. Ridley when he had the toe tap along the boundary. Yes. Okay. Falling and, backward. Yes. And I think that plays a, a perfect example of okay, pretty amazing, and that sometimes you you got to not necessarily stay true to the system, but you understand what the players are in the system, right? You know, when Trevor takes that ball, if you remember, Miami ended up bringing a linebacker and blitzed off of the outside edge. Cam Robinson has to come off of Chubb, Bradley Chubb, the defensive end, to block the linebacker because he was the most dangerous guy. Well, the easy completion, easy throw for Trevor with Chubb in his face essentially right away is to dump it to Biggs being the flat on the left-hand side. Easy completion probably would have gained 10, 12, 15 yards. Not a bad play. First down. Sure. You know, line up and play another another down. Well, he, cho- he chooses to throw it to Calvin Ridley. And Ridley's down the field. He's, uh, it's basically a zone concept that Vic Fangio dials up. Kind of gave the impression it was going to be man. But in that instance with Ridley uh, in that zone alone with a defensive back cornerback, it's essentially man coverage. Trevor takes a calculated risk and throws it up. <laughs> and the calculated risk is – I've got Calvin Ridley yeah, on and, my team, and you don't. And that guy's not as good as Calvin Ridley, <laughs> right. so I'm going to throw it up. And he throws it up, and Calvin makes a tremendous catch, does an amazing job with his feet, and bam, 
you know, you're down there at point blank range. And that's that's what it's I think is exciting about this offense. And it feels like you could see more of that type of calculated risk in a certain area of the field this year because of the ability of the kicking game. Yes. Uh, maybe you can – okay, hey, let's take a shot here. If we don't get it, let's settle for this 52-yard field goal. We'll come back later and, and try to cash in the touchdown. But, um, you know, but then again – Doing Doug Peterson, the fourth and twos, he's not afraid to go for those no matter who's the kicker and who's the on the offense, depending now, on how that game's going. And right? I think you've in this week in particular, you gotta be careful about not taking too much of that those shots down the field calculated risk things. Yeah. For two reasons. And and Doug talked about this extensively, and there's a recent article in the Sporting News or somewhere that he talked about Trevor's development and Trevor's uh, starting to learn the, I guess, football better than he ever has. I guess Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he talked about that in particular, what you're talking about. Hey, when you're in field goal range already, just realize that and understand that so you may not be as aggressive because you know you got three points on the board potentially with Brandon McManus. You're golden, right? But this week I think is a little bit unique in that you have a Gus Bradley defense – and you've got to be patient with it. So you can't take a, the, some of these calculated risks that you would norm, might normally do down the field because they're going to give you some of the underneath stuff. You go back and you look at the two games the Jaguars played against Indianapolis last year, and I think Trevor was 45 of 52, like a, over 85% completion rate, had 400 yards passing, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and that was all essentially taking what the Colts' defense gave them. Mm -hmm. Quick stuff underneath. And sometimes I think as a quarterback, you want to get greedy and you want to, you know, take a chunk, you know, explosive play, 20 yards, 25 yards, you know, throw a go. But if the Colts are going to continue to give you that underneath stuff, just stack plays together. The points will eventually come. And I think that's one of the challenges this week with Trevor and the offense is to stay patient and take the plays that are there. We're back in a moment. We'll hear from the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. You might have heard of him. Number 16, long blonde hair. Year three. Year two in this offense. Well, I used to have hair like that. I did too, actually. Did you? Yeah. Long, long you time ago. You had the locks? Long time ago. Did you get it back in a ponytail too, JP? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not recently. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's Water. It's worth saving. We're off and running on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. Everyone always asks about expectations and how you deal with them. Like, you don't really deal with them. You just don't listen to them. Like, what does it matter what, you know, this guy said over here? He's not in our locker room. He's not a part of our team. And even if he said something good, we go out and lose Sunday, everyone's going to be like, oh, I told you they weren't going to be any guess. It doesn't really matter, you know, what people say or, you know. So we just have to keep our ship tight, and I think that's the biggest thing that Coach has done a good job of is, is making sure we do that and, and managing all those expectations because that's just – it's they're not real. It's not a real thing, you know. We have to go play every Sunday and put our best foot forward, and you can't do that if you're listening to what other people are saying. 
That's Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars quarterback. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District, Florida's water. It's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, glad you're with us on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com. Jaguars YouTube, we are everywhere when you're looking for Jaguars football. What's that line? Everywhere you Herm want Edwards. to be. No, no. Oh. Herm Edwards. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about, in reaction to what Trevor was saying right there. Yeah, Herm, Herm Edwards. That's why you play the game. Yeah, that's right. You know, and that's kind of what Trevor is saying right there. Yeah, right? all the outside yeah. expectations, things. Hey. All the hype that we're throwing out there. We're guilty. But, I mean, Everybody look, the reality is. is, look, you feel good about this football team. I mean, wh- why would you not feel good about this team? I mean, the the number – if, if there's any questions, I mean, okay, to be the pessimist here, okay? And I'm not very pessimistic about this football team, but if I had to be pessimistic, I'm okay, what am I concerned about? Well, I'm concerned about the offensive line a little bit. You know, can they protect Trevor? But I feel really good about Trevor's ability to help protect them. Yeah, right. Okay, counterpoint to that. Get it be- out quick. I mean, Design all, it different. All the great quarterbacks do that. Yeah. Okay, and I think Trevor has that ability. He sh- I think he showed it last year. He was able to, heck, what, in the final nine games of the season, his quarterback rating was unbelievable. He had, what, uh, like 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, and was the offensive line at their best? No. But he was so good down those that stretch of, of final games. It was just, I mean, that was a lot of him. You know, so, but if I'm being a pessimistic again, okay, the offensive line is a little bit of a question mark, especially because – you have Walker Little playing left tackle. He had three games at the, to wrap the final season up, the regular season up last year, and then went into the playoffs, obviously, with the injury to Cam Robinson. Can he hold up? Okay, can he hold up for the, the first four games until Cam can come back? How, how about left guard? How about Ben Barch? Okay, last year ended up the year on the injury reserve, had a significant knee injury. The only time that he had in the preseason was against Miami. That's right. Can he play a whole game? Is he going to be okay? Mm-hmm. I think with with Sheriff and and uh, Fortner on the inside, you're okay. You got a rookie right tackle that had to miss some camp time with a with a bad wing, bad right shoulder. Can that hold up? Okay, so I mean, those are some concerns defensively. Can they can they rush the passer effectively enough to consistently affect the passing game of opponents? I think that's a legitimate concern. Can they do it? You have Josh and you have Trayvon. Trayvon had three and a half sacks last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Josh was one of uh, – did not have great numbers. What do you have, seven sacks last year? I think Josh somewhere, had seven. Yeah, somewhere in there, yep. He was one of the more productive guys, according to PFF, as far as pressure rates go. Trayvon was in the bottom half of edge rushers last year. Can he get better? Four of the seven sacks for Josh Allen came in the final five weeks of the season. Okay, there's a go. There's another act of pessimism, okay? Just say uh, Trayvon Walker, three and a half sacks. Yeah. Okay. Um can he get better to justify a first overall pick? Uh, I think he will, but the reality is, is that you know, until you see it, you don't know. Well, in theory, right? I mean, we talked about this all offseason. The offense is going to be that much better, hopefully starting faster, playing with leads, 
preferably two score leads where in the second half oh, teams are having to, to throw J- the ball. JP, right? it's it's let's not say very. Let's say how, how many teams play with two score leads? Well, let's say you have a let's say it's a t- you, you have a lead in the fourth quarter. In theory, that team's throwing the ball. This is this is a one score league though for the most part. Okay, I mean, but you're throwing to get back in the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I totally it understand what you, you're saying. It gives you being more obvious passing situations. The defense can be better. And, you Maybe. Know, and, and I hope so. But here's the, here's the other question. All right, you have. Two corners, okay, that finished the year up last year. But are those corners – I mean, I like Tyson Campbell. I really like him. Okay, but this is a three-cornerback league. JP, who's the third corner? Who's your second corner? Well, Darius Williams is the okay. other second corner. Darius Williams, okay. Yes. Um, what better. kind of a year did you think he had last year? It got better at the end when they moved got him Got better outside. at the end. Okay, was it great? I wouldn't say it's great. No, it wasn't great. You know, I mean, when's the last time he had an interception Ooh, in his career? One. It's a good one. Uh, I'm going to guess – oh, it was in L.A. When he was the Rams. Give me, just give me a year. I'm going to guess 21, 2021. Yeah, go back to 2020. It's been a while. That long? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, so, so I mean, just wow. plain – okay, who's the who's the third corner? Who's your who's your? Well, Trey Herndon's the, the, the nickel. Okay. Veteran player. All right. I mean, right? Was, was Trey okay? Okay. Sure, I mean, can he play man? Well, I mean, no, probably being a pessimist not. I mean, here. I mean, dude, so I mean, I I think that this. I, I think he's better in zone. Very good in zone. Let's I mean, I don't think way. there's any questioning that. But, and but you really know, good tackler too. You know, with him that he's going to be in the right place. Consistent. He's a smart player. Dependable. And sometimes that's just what you need. But I, I bring all this up to say that look, there's no team in the National Football League that doesn't have some concerns or questions. And does this team have some concerns or questions? Sure it does. But I think the the excitement level and the positives of this football team far outweigh some of the concerns or questions. Now, defensively, you know, and here's another question, or should I say uh, being the doubter here. Okay, I'm playing the doubter's role. Devin Lloyd, can he take that next step this year? You know, last year, remember he got benched a couple games. Chad Muma ended up being – the starting other linebacker next to Foye Olukan for yeah. a couple Dev, games. Devin sounds different this year. Like he, he sounds, looks, he looks, looks different. different. I love sounds him. like he's, his world is calm. If I was to wear one jersey, you know, you know whose player, what player jersey I would wear. If you were going down, to if the it store, wasn't Trevor Lawrence, you know, down to the store here right. outside the, the exactly. Electric Center and to buy one, who would exactly. you buy? Exactly. It wasn't Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Because I probably wouldn't look as good in 16 as he does, you know, because I'm not as lean, lean, lean and trim. I'd wear 33. Would you? I'm Devin Lloyd's biggest fan. I think he's going to be – I think he's geared, geared up for a tremendous year. Love him. I love everything about him. I, I love the way he goes about his business. I love the way he works. love the way he plays the game. I love how athletic he is. He seems to be a magnet at times. Is this his so kind of game? I think this is a big this is a big year for him. Yeah, but again, you know, he struggled last year. Yeah. You know, so but I want to see him do it. Is this his his kind of game against a big physical running or well, quarterback? Let me say this: games like this are very difficult for linebackers. You go back to the Philadelphia game last year, and the Jaguars had no answer for Jalen Hurts in the offense. Right? No. I mean, just didn't. Not, ha- not many teams did. No, however. no. I mean, yes. it's a tremendous offense. Yeah. And with Jalen's ability to run the RPO stuff, and then you got the passing game off of that. 
when you face an offense like the Jaguars getting ready to face against the Colts, and it's what we expect, you know, we haven't seen it, but we're expecting this kind of an offense, you're going to see a ton of Anthony Richardson, that read option, RPO, passing game stuff where he sticks it in the belly of the running back. He could hand it off. He could keep it. He could fake the hand off and instead of running it, take a couple steps back. And as the linebackers are being sucked up with the play action, throw it over their heads on a little little slant route over where they were at. You know I mean? So this is a challenging game for the linebackers. And I, and, and you'll hear me talk about this in, in our broadcast on, on Sunday that – Devin Lloyd and Foya Luka need to have really good games this week for this team to do well because it is a challenging test for linebackers to face a system like this and a talent of the level of Anthony Richardson. JP, I watched the guy in, pre- in preseason now. Yeah, he did well. Dudes can't get him down. Yeah. I mean, JP, you see Cam Newton, right? Uh, yeah. This is a bigger version of Cam Newton. Wider. Cam was six six and built pretty well. Anthony Richardson is six four and is thicker. Built better. That's right. He's built better. That's like right. lower body fat, stronger. I think. That's right. You know, probably a little faster than Cam. Yeah, if I had to guess, I would not have to know. chase either one the down. numbers. I know that. But when you watched him in the preseason, and obviously at University of Florida, I mean he's. He plays sometimes like he's a man amongst boys and that when guys go to tackle him, they just kind of fall off of him and they can't, they can't hold on to him. He's just so powerful. And especially in the secondary, like just, those guys bounce off of him. even some of the yeah. linebackers, yeah. some of the defensive linemen, you just don't see quarterbacks that have that kind of strength. And, and I said this earlier in the week and it's not very often that you have to have a tackling plan for a quarterback. Okay, now look, when I say tackling plan, you typically have to have a tackling plan for a guy that's that's big and strong. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, right? Plan. You, you literally and, had Derrick sometimes Henry as, tackling drills. As we know, sometimes that doesn't even work. No. Against Derrick And Henry. you had Derrick Henry tackling drills, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, specific. That's right. The Jaguars used to have Derrick Henry tackling drills. So when you go against Anthony Richardson, you have to have a tackling plan, much like you did against Derrick Henry, because Anthony Richardson's that big and strong. And so, so the running game is going to be where it's at for the key for this defense. If you can really limit them and force Anthony Richardson to be a passer, I think he struggles big time because he's just he's just young. He's he's young. Yeah and he's raw, and he doesn't even have a lot of experience under his belt in the collegiate system, yep. much less one in the NFL. Speed it up for him. Speed it up. Speed up the game. Force it. Uh, force him to throw some up down the field and see what happens on the back end. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. Plenty ahead. Kai Stevens, Jaguars reporter, standing by. She'll join us. In studio, her thoughts about the last couple days. Open locker room for the first time in the 2023 regular season. And Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. Of course we all want to 
we all want to have good stats and we want to play well. Like that's that'd be ideal. You do that and win the game. But when we're talking about guys like you should always if, if you win the game, doesn't really matter what your stat line is. Even if you have one catch, no catches. If I you know threw a pick, threw two picks, and we win, obviously I'm not going to be happy with my performance. But I'm going to celebrate with the team. I'm going to be happy we won the game. That's what this league's about. It's hard to win. So when you find ways to win. You know, that's that's the cool thing about our team is we enjoy it. You know, we we understand that it's hard to win and we have that perspective of it's not really about personal stats, individual stats, it's about the team. That's the quarterback, of course, Trevor Lawrence. Welcome back. It is Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XL 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Kai Stevens, Jaguars reporter, joining us in studio in the Hyundai Studios. The Hyundai Studios. Yes, thank you for having me. MEC, good to see you. Um, All right. Uh, Locker room open the last two days. First chance we've really had uh, to be in there with the players. uh, It wasn't open during training camp. So, hey, the the mood seems light. They're ready to go work, and that's uh, a good place to be for this team. I think they're at the same point we're at. I don't know if it's excitement or if you're just like, all right, let's play football. Like, I don't know. We got to see them now. Like they actually have to play some football. And as much as we want to say on paper, everything looks great. And this offense should be something. Now they have to actually go out and do it. So hopefully we see a lot of that on Sunday and against the Colts. That's certainly possible because of all this stuff going on over there. Yeah, there's a lot happening in Indy. Oh, uh, well, it all starts at the top. Well, and, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> trickles down. But, I mean, hey. Let me go back to the last year. You, th- you think about it. Frank Reich, who is a highly respected coach, highly respected coach, he gets canned after, I think it was like a 3-5-1 and one start. Yeah. 3-5-1. and one, Okay, with a team that, for real, doesn't have great personnel. Okay, they, they can him and have an issue at quarterback, so they – take Matt Ryan they want to bench him who's the best option I mean look you may not like Matt Ryan but he's your best option then you're going to bring in beat the Jags Jeff Saturday which look I like Jeff I think he's awesome on TV and I think he's got a great personality guy hasn't ever coached you bring him in as the head head coach interim coach I mean there's a thing that there's a term that you can use for that JP Okay, and it's kind of a two-word. You put it together, and both words start with S's. The last word is show. I'll let oh. you figure the rest oh, out. Oh, I was, thought you were going to give it to us. No, no. I'm not going to do that. Choices were made. Yeah. Interesting choices were made. Yeah. And, and they're still being made. I mean, the running back's not available. So, okay, that that has gone on. We'll hear from Fred Taylor. on that. I talked to, I talked to Fred Taylor so today yeah. about it, and we'll hear from Fred coming up on uh, Countdown to Kickoff. His thoughts on that running back situation. Are you situation. promoting yourself again? I am, yes. Okay. <laughs> you can catch it on the official Jaguars you podcast. You get me grief oh for it. All right. It's free on the iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. But, um, hey, when that's going on, it puts so much more pressure on that rookie quarterback. And that's the point. You don't have to game plan for Jonathan Taylor, so – all of your focus can go into Anthony Richardson. And if you're a rookie, you're dealing with so many things. You guys have seen rookies start over the years and what that can look like. So Anthony Richardson is going to be dealing with that without anybody to bail him out. So he's going to basically be the quarterback and the running back essentially in this game on Sunday. And that could be getting really ugly depending how things go, um, how early and how quickly the Jags score. It could be not great. And, oh, by the way, the running back that you are going to roll out there and start, he, he just got back to practice because he had a broken arm. Yeah, he's on the report this week. Yeah, that's not ideal. And, and the guy that you're uh, not going to play, your 
starting running back. Oh, oh, by the way, you know, two years ago he led the league in rushing with eighteen hundred and eleven yards. I think it was and pretty good. That all said, he might help a rookie quarterback that you just drafted. Uh, yes, um, we're did talking you, about. You, did you, by the way, did did you see what the uh, general manager said? I'm sure he said a lot of things. Well, he was was asked about that whole situation, and his response was, you pay good players. Interesting. Wow. I said, interesting choices were made. All all these choices, all these things we're talking about, well, you better go out and play well against this team. Or, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, this Jags, we've been – If the Jags land egg, we're going to have a big problem, yeah. Hype around this team, well, as Calvin Ridley told me a couple weeks ago, we just got to go play good. Like, we have to go play. Before we can get all these accolades and deserve them, uh, they understand this, it's business at hand this week, you know? And I think at this point they get that too. They try to tone us out as much as they can, I think, to not listen to the hype, if you will. Um, Trevor saying as much as his, at his press, uh, just saying, you know, we try to tone that out and not listen to it and just do what we need to do. And you can tell they're comfortable, they're happy with where they're at. And we need, I think we will see that. Um, hopefully very early in the game and, and not trailing and doing dramatic comebacks like we saw last year. Hopefully we'll see it right out of the gate. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, look no further than Ford F-150 loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who is the MVP of this game Sunday, Kai? It's always Trevor, but... Um... Beyond Trevor, who he decides to make the other MVP. Yeah. I think I think it'll be either Christian Kirk or Zay Jones because I think obviously you got to put so many resources into Calvin and um, I think either of those two might benefit from it if you if you try to cover the slot and Christian. I think Zay might be the one that gets left out, so he's the one that ends up getting maybe you know more why balls it, thrown his way. Why has he got to be an offensive guy? I mean, uh, it true. Have to be. You're going it against could, rookie quarterback. It could it be could anybody be, on defense. Could be Andre Cisco with three picks. It could be well, a, a couple sacks. Could be. I mean, I, I can tell you this, and, and I mentioned this earlier. The linebackers got to play big. I'd Foyer, love to see a good day from Devin Lloyd too. Yeah, yeah. Just Foyer, and of big. course, you know, I'm a fan of Devin Lloyd. I'll I'll wear his jersey next week if he gets <laughs> a couple takeaways. You will. Oh yeah. Two takeaways is all it's going to take. Yeah. Force a fumble or recover a fumble? Uh, or just or two interception. Inter- or, yeah, if, two if, if he's involved in two takeaways. Involved. Yeah. Involvement. You heard yeah. it here. Um, I think it's like this is, you know, Gus Bradley's defense likes to play back, make you work the field, and, you know, matriculate the ball down the field. It's, a tight, end, it's a tight end game. Big I think I think this is Evan Ingram. I think this is Christian Kirk on the short stuff just past the linebacker. Um, they can do that short stuff with anybody, though. They can. Yeah. But I think those two guys, this is kind of their game. And they can just kind of build up yardage as it goes along. I, I agree with you. And, and here's here's one little piece of food for thought, I guess. Mm-hmm. Who looks amazing in short area quickness? Talking skill position for the Jaguars. Oh, Christian Kirk. And, right. and Calvin. Exactly. Calvin, yeah. yeah. I mean, those two guys right there. Yep. I mean, if if I'm going to pick an offensive guy, skill position guy, in this in this because you're going to get them the ball quick and then let them work their magic doing all that stuff. And when I, of course, those on radio is like, what's that stuff? And <laughs> I did the little signals. movement with my hands, like you know they're moving quickly. And and Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk got short area quickness. I thought that Christian Kirk was special until I saw Calvin Ridley this year in camp. He really does make everyone else look slow and, and then not a knock on him at all. He's just Calvin's so fast and yeah. so talented. Stop and start. I mean, 
man, I mean, it's just how does somebody have that ability? And, you know, the great thing about Calvin is is that he's got that skill set, but then he also has the other skill set that goes along with being a vertical wide receiver, which is rare. You know, a lot of times guys have kind of one or the other. You know, like, for example, Michael Pittman Jr. this week. I mean, big, rangy, possession receiver, can't do that jitterbug stuff, you know, and, and short area stuff. You know, he's one of those guys that you're just going to throw him the ball and he's going to catch it and then he's going to kind of get tackled. Mm-hmm. And with Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk, once they get it, then, you know, you kind of hold your breath a little bit. It's kind of when the fun starts once yeah. they get the ball. Yeah. yeah. Give them the football, let them go to work. Hey, uh, Television tonight. Uh, I got two TV stars in this on the yeah, show. Big with me time. Right now. You're amongst yeah. greatness wow. here. I don't know what to do. Yeah, but but we're not the biggest stars tonight. We are not the biggest stars tonight. We have a really big star. You tonight. think it's going to be a tight end game? Well, Evan Ingram's going to be with us at all Strings right. tonight yeah. for all access. That'll be great. Yeah, Evan's awesome. He yeah. is awesome. He's fantastic. He's uh, you know, it's it. I don't remember a locker room, and I've been here for for all of them. In different capacities, obviously, from a player to you know analysts, all these years, and I don't remember a locker room that had like the quality of guys that are in this one, you know, from Evan and Zay and Christian and Trevor. I mean, just high class guys, high character guys. I mean, it's just it's awesome. And so tonight, for Jaguars All Access, we have the tight end himself, Evan Ingram, and so excited to have him on, and because he's just so thoughtful. Well-spoken, uh, good football player, love the way he works. I mean, he's a guy that takes his job seriously, and most importantly, he loves this football team. And he loves some Jacksonville as a whole, mm-hmm. for sure. So come check it out tonight. Strings Sports yeah. Brewery, Springfield, yeah. 7 o'clock? Yep, we start uh, yeah, at 7. Yeah, I'll buy you a beer if you come tonight, JP. I think that should be enough to get you wow, there. Wow, that didn't take much at all. I, I mean, mean, well, you bought me one last time, you know. Yeah, that's true. I'll buy you one tonight. Well, be after quick one, though, because I'm going to get home and watch that football game. There's a football <laughs> game tonight. There's things going on. Yeah. Uh, who do you like in the game tonight, Kai? Chiefs, I got to go with the Chiefs until, until you don't. Until otherwise. Yes. It's a good policy, I think. Yeah, and and I won't next week. I'll, I'll go. I'll go Jags next week. So <laughs> next I get, this is the week. one week, and then next week, no. <laughs> next week, I think is this otherwise. is going to be a really good football game, though. I think so. I do. I the mean, Lions are going to be. Is Kelsey going to play? Did they say? I don't know. I okay. don't think so. Kansas City does not have Chris Jones. Also, yes. Patrick, they, said, they said he might be in a suite at the game. Though. Patrick, Hilarious. Patrick Mahomes has a, a new band of receivers. He does. Kadarius Tony kind of expected to be the number one, but he really hasn't shown that he can be yet. Uh, a game I, time decision for Kelsey tonight. But. Okay. Yeah, and he's got the knee. Yes. I think that this is going to be a really close football game, but – Mahomes will find a way. He always does, it seems. Usually, usually does. Until next week. He's good. Yes, until next week. Uh, have a great show tonight. Thank you. Kai Stevens joining us. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. The injury report, our final thoughts coming up. Then at 5 o'clock, the Doug Peterson Show. We'll hear from the Jaguars head coach in studio. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District, Florida's water. It's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars Happy Hour. We're on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. On the big stick today, jaguars.com. 
and Jaguars YouTube. Time for the injury report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it has just come down about 45 minutes ago. The uh, Jaguars have two players on the list this week. Antonio Johnson, rookie safety hamstring injury, has not practiced this week. Doug Peterson said earlier this week that he did not expect him for maybe another week or two. We'll see how that hamstring goes. A lot of people excited to see what he can do when he's uh, finally out there. He was really good on special teams in the preseason. That's a little bit away. Tyler Lacey with a hip injury, limited Wednesday and Thursday in practice. The defensive lineman, uh, the rookie out of Oklahoma State. The uh, Indianapolis Colts have two players on the list. Running back Zach Moss, forearm injury, limited yesterday and today. And then Shaq Leonard in the concussion protocol and now out of the protocol. He practiced full yesterday, full again today. He should be a green light for the game. And it's been a while. He was banged up a lot last year. Back stuff going on. I mean, he had a lot happening. But when he's out there and he's healthy and he's playing at a high level, it is an all-pro level. Yeah, he's pretty good. He had the he had like two back surgeries. He had an ankle issue, a broken nose last year, concussion protocol. Sounds like Jeff Lagavin. No, almost no. But this was all like in two years. I mean, oh, wow. the guys had it all put together. Uh, he kind of limped his way at the end of the 2021 season, and then last year his back was just not great. And you know, if he's on the field, he can be an absolute takeaway machine. I mean, the the guy's numbers are impressive. You know, so essentially, if you look at him from not even really played a full five years, here's some of the numbers that he's had: seventeen forced fumbles, twelve interceptions, fifteen sacks, and this is from a stand-up linebacker. I mean, that's that's incredible numbers, which. I don't know if there's a linebacker in the history of the game that would have had comparable numbers to those that played a stand-up like line sacking, like, like either a Mike yeah. or a Will. If you looked at it from a from a per game production standpoint, I mean those numbers are are mind-boggling. So I, I don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. You know, is is first and foremost is the back healed? That's one way to find out, I, mean, I backs, guess. Backs are tricky, you know, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, everybody kind of knows that. So, now, the other guy that I think is really impressive is uh, Zaire Franklin. And he's the other linebacker. Last year, he played a big role with E.J. Speed, the two linebackers of the Colts that played for the most part. You know, they always have two linebackers that always play on nickel and base downs. And Zaire Franklin, I think, is a really good football player, really, really talented linebacker. And very active. Gus Bradley loves him. On the defensive line for the Colts, DeForest Buckner is a fantastic player in in the middle. At top level tackle, player. yeah, top top level player. You think he's uh, he's not obviously Aaron Donald, who is uh, right. Where does he rank in that kind of pantheon of yeah? Defensive and that's a, that's a great question. Uh, Aaron Donald's probably at the top with Chris Jones right behind him. And then after that, you know, people could probably argue a little bit. But, I mean, he's somewhere well, in the Washington, got the guys with the commanders are pretty good. Yeah, right? Jonathan Allen and um, Payne, Deron, uh, Payne. Deron Payne. And I think Deron Payne last year had a better year than Jonathan Allen. So, I would have put Payne a little bit higher than Jonathan Allen. Um, uh, Leonard Williams, you know, is a guy that's in the conversation. You know, I would say Buckner somewhere in that, you know, I, I put him in the top five. Vaselli wants to put him right outside the top five. You know, we had this debate earlier today. <laughs> yeah. 
Didn't and they? They traded a first round pick for him. Didn't they, they did, and yeah. he's totally been worth a first round pick. I mean, if you look in the last five years, he's never had less than seven sacks in a year. And for an interior pass rusher, that's nice. That, that's top numbers. I mean, it's not you know sixteen like Aaron Donald, eighteen twenty like Aaron Donald. He's a different level. He's a, yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. I mean, he's in that. Uh, if he quit today, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. He, well, in the, in the upper room yeah. of the Hall of Fame, <laughs> the, which the, Dion, the Dion room, the Dion room, he would be up there. <laughs> okay, you know, with, with Dion, but <laughs> but DeForest Buckner's a really good player. He's really long, um, six foot six, which is you know you don't see a lot of defensive tackles that have that kind of length, which makes him unique. Grover Stewart's a really good defensive tackle that plays right next to him, which obviously helps with Isaiah Franklin, uh, Shaq Leonard at linebacker, EJ Speed. He played there a lot last year with the injury to Shaq Leonard. So, uh, yeah, it's a good unit. It's a tough unit. The high watermark for points scored for the Jaguars in Indianapolis all time is? 31. Lower. 27. 27. Three different times, including last season in the loss – they're two and one in those games, by the way, scoring twenty-seven. But they've never scored more than that ever in either stadium in Indianapolis. I say they're going above that. Well, if they do, I mean, if you look at the the Doug Peterson era, what you're you're eight and one when you've scored over twenty-four. Yeah, I, I like those numbers. Right, <laughs> so it's a scoring you get, league. You right? get twenty-seven. I mean, it's you know you're and well, it's crazy look, to think about that the, though, right? The, the Colts ain't scoring twenty-seven. I mean, if you were to score 27, 24, I just don't see how the Colts can generate. That means there are issues. Like the, that, there's turnovers or giveaways or weird things are happening. A lot of weird things. Yeah. A lot of weird things. I, I Look, I, I think the Colts, if the Colts are going to find a way to win, they would have to shorten the game, get some takeaways, play really good defense, maybe get a special teams or a defensive score to help out an offense. It, it, it would have to be a – like a 17-13 game for Indy to find a way to win. Just a slug. Like just, yeah, just, just one of those. Ugly, yeah, one like of those. It should be raining and sloppy. One of, the, one of those type of games that the NFL doesn't want to see. <laughs> right. You know, that all, all the rules that they have are designed to stop this from happening. 1978 reared its yes. ugly head again. Yeah, you because know, the Colts are going to try to try to bang it out on the ground with a multitude of running backs. Sure, I mean, you whoever's backs. available. Right. You know, you got three of them in their backfield, but then well, Anthony one Richardson is number four. True, but actually probably number one on the list. Yeah, because I mean the guy that's first string on the depth chart is on the injury report. That's right. So who's yeah? He may or may not be. You know, available. watching the the preseason games of Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. You watch, you watch him, and he's an immense talent. But you also watch a lot of times the reaction to him. So, in other words, you're watching the body language of others on his team mm. to him, and you can tell that the wide receivers have some frustration because when Anthony Richardson decides that okay, my guy's not there, right when he hits that back foot on his drop. And then he may, he might see a flash, the eyes drop, and then he wants to take off. And then once he takes off, the eyes don't come back up sometimes mm. for the most part. And then he might take off, and literally when he takes off in two steps, he can. there's a guy standing right there in front of him wide open. He doesn't, he doesn't see him. And then the, the body language of the wide receiver that was wide open. Like, come on, man. I mean, it's, it's not Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> 
but it's throw, but throw it's, me the damn ball. But no, it's yeah, right. but it's in along those lines, JP. <laughs> you know, right. Hey, uh, coming up in just a few moments, the Doug Peterson Show. We'll hear from Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson in studio. We'll get a chance to pick his brain about this week and this game coming up Sunday in Indianapolis. And you just kind of feel, uh, we were talking to Kai earlier, there's just a confidence around this place. Even though, yes, it's week one, there's a little um, you know, apprehension that it's the first game, butterflies and all that, but there is, uh, there's something to this group, it feels like. Well, and he, from earlier when, when Kai was in here and I was talking about, you know, I, I don't remember a better group of guys character-wise having been around for all of the years of the Jaguars. Those are the kind of guys that you want to have. And those are the kind of guys that can help you from having missteps, I think is the way to put it. And so I feel very confident about this football team. I don't think it's a gimme. You know, I don't think any games in the NFL are gimme. That's why we were talking earlier, and you were like, we don't want to get two-score lead. And, uh, you know, <laughs> wait a minute, this, this is a one-possession lead, You don't JP. know we're going 17-0? and 0? You didn't realize that? Come on, <laughs> With 17-point leads and yeah, every game? Yeah, just blowing people out, <laughs> setting records left and right. You know, the the reality is is that, you know, the, it's, this is a one-score league, and this is a tight, tight league no matter who you're playing. And I think that this is going to be a, a, a tough game because it's the first game, and – you know, you're you're still trying to figure out your identity, and you you make your identity, and you got to be making a lot of it in the first game. Also coming up in the uh, the next hour on the network, a conversation with Kenny Albert, NFL on Fox. It's the 30th year of the NFL on Fox. He is the only game announcer to be there for all 30 seasons. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, got uh, great genetics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's broadcasting. Marv is his and, dad. Uh, and, and I've known Kenny a, a long time, known, known his dad, you know, going ba- way back in the day. And, uh, and I'm a big fan of Kenny Albert. So you'll uh, hear part of that conversation coming up. The rest of it will go up on the official Jaguars podcast network tomorrow. Who's he working with? Isn't he working with Jonathan Vilma? Vilma? Yeah, the former linebacker. Yeah, yeah. from the U. That's right. And Leon Searcy would be proud. Probably that he's so. Be in town. Yeah. Probably so. So that'll be a good crew. Yeah. Fox doing an all AFC game. There's no rules anymore on networks right. covering games. So, right. Uh, so we're going to have uh, you know, CBS next week uh, with Ian Eagle and Charles Davis on the Chiefs game. Yeah. And then it's another Fox game, I think, in two weeks. Ian Eagle, I've known for yeah. 35 years. Long time. We'll hear from those guys coming up next week. Uh, Coming up next, we'll hear from the Jaguars head coach, Doug Peterson, joining us. This has been Jaguars Happy Hour. Up next is Jaguars Radio Network coverage of the Doug Peterson Show.